At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. WOMLP operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. I'm your host for this evening, Tom Proctor. It is a rocket shop, and with me tonight is the Robin Godfrey Band. Hello. Hi there. How's it going? Good. Um, would you like to go around and introduce yourselves first? Yeah. I'm Robin. Hi. I'm John. Thank you. That's Ian back there. <laughs> that, that would be the drummer. <laughs> Um, well, we usually like to kick it off with a song, so uh, we'd like to introduce it and uh, take it away. Great. Thank you. This is, I can never remember the name of the title. Oh, yeah. The titles all get blurred together. This is, we're doing all originals tonight, and this is called The Love I Have For You.
appreciate the love I have for you by the Robin Guppry band. So uh, you guys, have you, have you pre- we just previously mentioned uh, nine albums. Um, we've been going for quite a while now, collectively as a band and as a solo artist. Primarily solo and previous ram- affectation, yeah. So I read that you were from New York City originally and now in Vermont. So give me a little bit of background on your history as a solo artist and uh, how this band kind of came into, dovetailed into that. Well, uh, I moved to Vermont in 78 and immediately fell in love with it. I just could not believe the level of musicianship here. And coming from New York City, it was like, okay, you know, Vermont, but absolutely incredible. The likes of, you know, the Kilimanjaro, Dave Grippo, and uh, all these, Chris Peterman, just wonderful lyrical musical players. And so I felt like I fit right in. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been been writing songs since I was eight years old. I've always had music. Um, And um, yeah, so nine albums, working on a tenth, hopefully uh, released uh, sometime, maybe before Christmas, probably not till next year. I finally, after playing in a, a relatively successful uh, wedding band for a number of years, like over 20 years, called the High Rollers, uh, I decided, okay, uh, I, you know, that disbanded, and I felt like, okay, one more time, I need to give it a shot of doing original music to see if I can take the necessary steps, see if they fall into place, and uh, inevitably, you know, wind up doing warm-up acts. Uh, at the Flynn and the fairgrounds and uh, higher ground and getting established as an original band, you know, mm-hmm. see if we can. And of course, starting out in the clubs. And what's absolutely in- astonishing is that I've been able to get us in the clubs where normally people are come to hear cover material, and they let us come back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, wow. So that's very cool. I'm, I'm, uh, it's, uh, I'm extremely grateful for these two guys to be with me. They are. They devote a lot of time to uh, learning these tunes, which are, as Ian likes to say, <laughs> a little quirky. Mm-hmm. It's not all, you know, just 4-4 four, four time, and there are lots of different chord changes and phrasing. Um, you know, I've been influenced by Joni Mitchell and, and Little Feet, and, you know, they have some really interesting phrasing, and I've, I've uh, over time, come to incorporate it in my writing. And these guys spend the time, despite their really busy lives, to uh, spend the time to do it and uh, get together and play it, and they just play with all their hearts, and I'm I'm sincerely grateful. I, I thank them all the time. They don't get raises, so I have to thank them <laughs> with my heart. It's so. just as good, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so you said you you were you're performing in a like a wedding band for for a number of years, and you're just kind of getting back out there again as a, as an original b- band. Uh, or doing original pieces at least. What's different now versus when you were first doing originals in terms of the music scene in Vermont and uh, the availability for for original bands? Well, I, I think that uh, it's hard. It's hard to ascertain that. You know, you you accept. You try to accept the way you are at a given point in time. So, 25, 30 years ago, when I was playing in original bands in the area before the wedding band, and we were doing uh, um, original material, you know, I felt like at that time I was doing the best I could. And I think that's all we can ask of ourselves, to do the best you can at that time. Personally, I feel like my, hand, my writing has, has gotten better, uh, more in tune with what I think, you know, when I hear something in my head, the emotion in my heart, I'm able to get it out better. Uh, I have a recording studio at home, so 
the, all the basic tracks are recorded at home, so I feel like I'm getting better in production and producerial skills. Uh, so as time goes on, I feel like my playing has never been better, and my singing has never been better. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that too. I've been very, very lucky in, in that respect as well. So I, I don't know if I can really answer that question, but you know, you just—I think the most important thing for uh, an artist is to be sincere. Is to just do it the best way you can. Hopefully, it reaches out, it reaches people, and they react in a, in a good way. And who knows? Maybe they'll even buy the albums and come to the clubs. Got well, okay. uh, the ability to buy an album is a lot easier these days, or at least the the, the ability to distribute an album is a, is a yeah. lot easier these days. Yeah. Have you have you uh, found that uh, you, you're getting more people to kind of log online and and download it? It's very difficult. That's one of the reasons we're here. <laughs> well, I can create a buzz. I'm glad we can help. <laughs> um, and tell me how you three uh, all got together in the first place. Well, let me start with Ian. Ian Ian's father actually was in that wedding band, also an original band uh, that we played. We used to play Nectars all the time. Uh, what was it called? Uh, um, Good question. <laughs> and Nectar hated that name because people would call and say, who's playing tonight? And Nectar would say, good question. And they'd say, no, really? <laughs> he would come to me and say, why do you have to name it that? Anyway, Ian's father, Eric, played with the band on sax. And consequently, Ian grew up listening to all my albums and, uh, all, and the wedding band as well, you know, structuring his playing style and, and what he heard growing up. So he was just the natural element to mm. join the band. He would, yeah. Mm -hmm. so he just he was very conscientious as a child, and John here, I think was a Craigslist. Yeah, I was just <laughs> playing around in uh, like various cover bands, and I was just feeling the need to do something better, mm -hmm. something creative, something uh, better and, and original too. And I so I actually answered an ad that Robin had put in for a keyboard player, <laughs> and the uh, email I sent him was, "I'm not a keyboard player, but if you ever need a bass player." You know, give me a call. He did, I, I've seen Robin before, but we didn't know each other. And so I actually put an ad on Craigslist seeking out uh, musicians who, mm. were, who were dedicated to playing well and, mm. and, and, and playing with each other and listening and communicating. And, and Robin saw the Craigslist ad and, and emailed me, not knowing that I was the one who had emailed him before. Oh, he's the keyboard player. Because I've been playing around Vermont for probably 20 years, same as, yeah. same as Robin. It sounds like you've been burned before a couple of times if you have to put a Craigslist advert out specifying well, people who are community. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's just a, I wanted to play with people who cared, yeah. who wanted to, to, to learn the songs. I was even looking for even a cover band uh, that was going to be high quality. And, and um, I just wanted to play with people who were, who were good. And uh, all three of you are professional musicians in one sense or another. Isn't, is that correct? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we're not, except for Ian, not supporting ourselves totally with music. I, I fought off a day, day job till I was like 50. Okay. And I had to bite the bullet. And yeah. So, no. John and I have full-time jobs. And I mean, yeah, between, let's see, right now it's like seven different bands trying to, you know, be able to balance it all is, is a challenge in and of itself. But, yeah. um, you know, but, you know, I'm not just playing gigs. I'm in doing recording sessions at my house. Um, I'm doing... Uh, lessons. I'm doing, you know, uh, different consulting for people. You know, so I, you know, I'm subbing on Broadway sometimes. You know, so it's just it's you know trying to keep keep busy. You, know? mm -hmm. you have to diversify. Right. I can't just, like, you know, yeah. 
Right. Uh, but still, I mean, being able to be a professional musician is no easy task. So, uh, you, can, I, you gotta can't not do it. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of musicians coming through here and a lot of them incredibly talented and, uh, maybe, maybe two, three percent of them actually can support themselves. Yeah. It's a, it's a very cutthroat business too. I mean, there are times where I have to make difficult decisions. Um, but I always try to make the right one honestly and, you know, do the best I can. You know, there have been times where I get double booked, for example, and the great thing about Burlington is there's so many great players yeah, really that true. I can call a friend being like, hey, I messed up. Can you help me out and go play this swing gig? Yeah. You know, I'll take care of you. And they'll go help me out. And I can, you know, so it's, it's a wonderful uh, community in that we all go to bat for each other as it well. Is, Burlington really does have an exceptional music community. It's not backstabbing. I haven't found backstabbing. You know, everybody very supportive. And I heard that a lot, and especially in, in other uh, markets, especially the bigger ones like you know LA and Nashville and, yeah. and New York, it, it gets pretty, well, far more cutthroat than, than Burlington. They but make I, movies and write books about that. Kind yeah, of right. <laughs> I mean, I spent, I spent a couple year, uh, a couple summers in New York right out of high school, and it was... I mean, yeah, it's it's very cutthroat. I mean, I would I remember I would go down to jam sessions at the Bitter End uh, on Bleecker Street, and I would be the worst player in the room. You have guys coming off the street that would just blow your socks off, and it's just you know, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing scenes like that as well. Um, well, I'd love to hear another song, guys. Yep. Um, would you like to introduce it and maybe tell a little, tell me a little bit about it? Is this all originals tonight? I'd like to know yeah. a little bit of a uh, so, background. Well, um, you know. I, I always think uh, I remember this Paul McCartney quote, you know, uh, and Elvis Costello is like, they write a lot about peace, love, and happiness, you know. And of course, I realize that uh, all creativity is a result of suppressed neuroses, you know, or so they say. <laughs> but I like, I guess a lot of the tunes are about relationships, about the wife of 33 years. She's definitely been an inspiration, that last oh, what, tune. What'd you do now, Rob? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, you try to score some points back by writing a song. Um, this next song is... Uh, I like writing pretty songs and, and trying different things. And so I, we're going to slow it down for this one. This is called The Fading of Winter. So I guess I had, uh, you know, Vermont, of course, and the delayed spring and and uh, and trying a different sort of bass concept, the way that instead of a standard line, you'll you'll hear the bass is try playing more of a, a vertical line than linear. Um, and uh, yeah, anyway, hope you like it. I can hear the wind. Blowing fast Bending limbs into the water I can see the river Rushing past Having everything life brought her Bye. 
fading of a winter Something a little bit slower. That was uh, it's a lot more soulful than the first one. Yeah, thank you. Do you do you hey, find that was a real compliment? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you find you um, that these kind of cold winters, one of which we just it feels like we were dragged out of it. It kind of uh, it births these kind of soulful songs, or is this something you can come up with in the middle of August? Uh, you know, where do ideas come from? Where do concepts come from? You know, it, 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 it's, a, it's an amazing process, and it's a fascinating process, songwriting, and I, I love it. There's, I wrote this song called Quarantine. I like, you know, I was in Outlook, you know, the email program, and there's a folder called Quarantine there, and it's like, huh, that could be a song. So, you know, <laughs> I wrote a song called Quarantine. So you never know where it comes from. You know, your life's experiences and influences are, are all around you. It's just a matter of somehow they come through you. And 
I love writing songs like that. I also love writing songs like the next one we're going to play, which is totally different. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, what well, you say, you know, these influences come from all around you. How has it been with, uh, as a band, you know, as a solo artist for so many years, now with a band, how is having that influence changing well, your songwriting? Well, I've, I've always played with bands. The solo, I, I've been a solo songwriter. Mm. So generally I'm laying parts down in the studio track by track and trying to be subjective and objective at the same time. And I do have friends, and Ian comes in to lay drums, and I have Chris Peterman again on sax that comes in to lay tracks down over the years, and I was singers sometimes. Uh, but I've always played in bands because I love this sound. Mm. <laughs> I would love any keyboard players that sing out there <laughs> that don't need to make a whole lot of money right now. Boy, what a shameless that would be. That, <laughs> that, would be, that would really complement the sound. I write a lot of the songs on the piano. Hmm. So, uh, but right now, just can't find it. And uh, how long have you had a home studio for? I'm sorry? How long have you had a home studio for? A long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, as I said, we, we have a lot of bands coming through and um, and being able to record at home is, for a lot of people, a very new thing. Yeah. Uh, it's only really become available to a lot of people recently because of how cheap it's become. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I have a very understanding wife. I mean, I've, I've found as a session musician, most people um, do not have the budget to go into a big studio these days. Mm -hmm. So I, in order to keep myself employed uh, more, mm -hmm. I found that I had to invest in the gear to be able to record myself at home and then being able to send files to different people around the country. and. Mm -hmm. That's that's how a lot of people are doing records there, now. A lot of a lot of people have small studios now that are doing the same thing. I just I needed to do it because financially I felt like you know it was like buying a house instead of renting. Mm -hmm. Make the investment. I can work in my own leisure, my own schedule. When Zoe doesn't want me to do something, you, know, <laughs> you have to you know it's a partnership. So yeah. but she's very understanding, and so I write songs for her. <laughs> Well, let's um, let's talk a little bit about this new album. Then um, I'm assuming you're obviously recording it in your home studio. Yeah. What's uh, is there an overarching theme of this album, um, and how have you found your your sound has changed from the earliest albums to this one? I think um, it's a very good question. I, it, it's I. I don't know if there's a real theme. I don't think it's a theme album other than if you listen to my style of writing, you'll notice, you'll know that it's a Robin, you know, it's Robin-esque. Mm. You know, Zoe will listen to the tune, you know, yeah, it sounds just like one of your, you know. <laughs> and, and I don't, I really, it's just, I, for each song, you try to do the best you can for it. And however, whatever that dictates. There's one song that, I just recorded, Chris uh, Peterman, the sax player, came in to uh, lay a tracks just last weekend. And one song I, I wanted to all of a sudden try a rich string pad, you know, like Sting would have used. Or, and then I found a patch that for a, a double bass, you know, a string bass, to add that bottom rather than mm. just a regular bass. And all it is is strings, oh, and a piano, and vocal, and sax, and that's <laughs> it. So try and do something different. Mm. There's another ballad that uh, just had Ian doing just a kick. And, and uh, an egg, or I did the egg actually, mm -hmm. but you know, it's a real minimum, and and also string pads. You know, sometimes you you want to try something different, but a lot of times the stylistically, I think it's more like the first song we played. That kind of um, uh, a lot of them tend to be mid-tempo, uh, odd measures. You know, so it's not all even. 
the phrasing can be uh, a little quirky. Ian sometimes has to, you know, study hard before he comes to the studio to mm. learn the tempo changes, the grooves, because I'm very particular with the way the, the kick drum and the bass guitar work together to create this, this kind of funky, uh, yet melodic kind yeah. of structure. So, so, um, uh, but as far as uh, the album itself, it, it's, you know, it's a Robin album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Have you found most Robins have been like that? Or was there a period of time where you kind of, you know, maybe prog for a little bit? There, um, in uh, the band I was in, a uh, good question with, Eric, with uh, Ian's father. That was a band that we were uh, more collaborative on the arrangements. Uh, there was another songwriter in the band. So it's like half, if you looked at it, if it was an LP, half of it would have been mine, half of it would have been Bob Young's. Um, so that was a little different. I also did an album with a, a local female vocalist, uh, Susan Hosmer, and wrote essentially for her, in my, with her in mind. So a lot of the songs, actually that last ballad, she sang on that album. Hmm. So me singing this was different. I had to learn the whole new key. And, and uh, so that was interesting also, writing with someone else in mind. That happens sometimes, you know, I think, I remember, uh, I think it was Paul McCartney again that he said, oh, let's write something like the Beach Boys might sing. You know? mm. Or maybe it was Elvis Costello, I don't remember. But you know, you, you get a thought in your mind and it reminds you of something, a little feet groove, and, and you go from there. And, and it's just the way a song changes, evolves as you're working on it, it's just, you know, it's just incredible. I love watching the process. Do you, do you feel like you've got like a cache of songs already there and ready, or yes, is... Sir. Yes, sir. Is there a lot of them that have just ended up on the cutting room floor over the years? Or have you t- predominantly used most of the things that you've created? No, we use a, we, you know, for this band, we tried to do more upbeat. You know, we are playing clubs predominantly. Mm. So I tried to do more funk, more of the funky, more of the upbeat, stick a ballad in in the middle of the set, you know, yeah. each set, and, and uh, start with that premise. Um, the nice is a lot of songs to choose from. There are a lot of songs to choose from. Uh, you know, when it's time to learn a new song, I'll send out, okay, here's some, you guys tell me which ones you feel like you'd like to do. Do you ever find yourself retooling songs from your early days, from when you were oh, yeah. 20 and Absolutely. 30? And, and I love it when we get together to rehearse and these guys come in with ideas like, why do we try it this way? And I say, yeah, great. And that's, that's one of the disadvantages of working alone. Sometimes you miss it. You mm. miss something that would have been very cool. Uh, so yeah, that's why I love working with a band. It just brings it to, to another level. Right. Yeah. yeah um, well, I'd love to hear another song. Um, so this one's going to be a little bit different. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it. So this one is also had Zoe in mind. We were mm. down in the village, in the West Village one day in New York. And uh, I was just hanging outside, you know, enjoying the sun. And they were in the bodega, you know, a little grocery store on mm. the corner. And Zoe was with another friend crossing the street towards me. And it's just like, ah, you know, it was a, it was a warm feeling, you know? So, mm. so this is called Here She Comes. Uh, what's interesting though, on the album, it was perfect. I had her come into the studio and in the, in, in the, uh, the second verse is a line that goes here, or maybe it's the first verse, here she comes to kiss my cheek. And on the, in the studio, she was she came in right there and said, hi, darling. <laughs> and it was like, it was timed just perfectly. And you could hear it on the, on the track, but of course, can't do it here. So this is called Here She Comes. Mm-hmm. 
comes well a Robin Godfrey band. Um, so as you guys are such veterans around the Burlington area, tell me a little bit about your um, your, your live gigging. Which which of the places that you really like? You mentioned that you used to play Nexus quite a lot. Uh, what what are the places that have kind of risen and fallen throughout the years for you guys? Oh, I don't know. I mean, this is still even though this the, the Robin Godfrey band has been together for close to three years now, right? Mm. Um, uh, Primarily, I mean, the the concert series and the festivals is really where we, I think we should be, mm. would like to be. And when we played the uh, the Waterbury concert series last year, was that we had like several hundred people there, and it was great, mm. and that felt good. Uh, Red Square has its moments. Nathaniel there has been really gracious and welcoming 
uh, for what was a relatively unknown band. And, and we've been there and we're going back. We'll be there July something or other. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, so that's great. Nectar's um, has been uh, not, not, we haven't gone in there yet. <laughs> uh, so it's been essentially clubs within an hour's radius. There are certain clubs that people come to listen, and that's good because I think where Zian likes to say we're a musician's musician mm. band, you know, it, it's it's stuff that is you don't hear all the time. I, you know, my guitar playing was influenced by you know the likes of Larry Carlton and Robin Ford, the Steely Danish kind of thing. So I'm not just doing pentatonic stuff, and the songs are. You know, I, th I think they're danceable, but mm. then again, you know, I'm a child from, you know, 60s, 70s where you dance everything and anything, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not a dancer anyway, as my wife likes to say. <laughs> Very frustrating for her, but I tried, but it's just, it doesn't come out that way. So uh, we're just, again, I'm just trying to take things step by step to make the band more popular, to make the band better. Uh, I know one thing, it, we're... We're getting tighter. It's in regard. I'm so proud that no matter where we are, even if we're just playing for tables and chairs, this band is really consistent and continues to sound good regardless. And I think it's because we love the music, and and I don't know if we love each other, but I think <laughs> we respect and really like each other, and that's important. I think that comes across, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. It's that sincerity, you know, that's the important thing. I think. Well, I think you uh, you really need to have that um, chemistry, otherwise the band can't go very far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. for me, like, you know, I've known Robin since I was seven years old. I mean, and that's not an exaggeration. I have, yeah. we have been close since I was very, very young. So when I came into it, it was, it was very second nature. I didn't, you know, he gave me a list of tunes, 75% of them. Oh, I've, I've, I've played this before, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely, there's a chemistry. I feel very comfortable with Robin. We've worked together yeah. a lot, you know, whether it be, me sitting in somewhere with, with one of his bands and he forgets I'm there. You know? <laughs> it's true. Or it's true. I turn you know. Ian with Sub and I turn around and oh, it's Ian. <laughs> and John is just a consummate professional. You know, mm -hmm. He knows which tunes to learn. He comes prepared. The vocal harmonies are learned. It, it, it makes my job so so easy. It's it's a pleasure to work with these guys. Do you got? I mean, being uh, such dedicated musicians, uh, do you find yourself practicing together a lot, or is it kind of a case of Very you? Little. Very little. We we uh, prepare, mm. so we'll learn what two or three songs for yeah. a practice. When we say when we decide it's time to learn some new songs, whether it's originals or maybe a cover, we still do some covers, but only our favorites. You know, we do <coughs> several Steely Dan's, we do a couple of Little Feet, we do Delbert McClinton. You know, here and there, uh, some of my favorite covers, and it's it's uh, so we come prepared, and consequently we don't have to really rehearse that much. Do you have uh, what, what makes what makes uh, a song become a favorite cover for you guys? Because you know you're doing covers for many years, so to still have a few, I feel like there must be a certain kind of uh, similar vein running through them. Well, I, I, I'll tell you one thing, and it frustrates not only my wife but a lot of my friends, whether they're musicians or not. I've become very selective. I've been very selective for a long time. My ears just want to hear something, you know, they want to hear harmony, they want to hear a, a beautiful melody, they want to hear lyrics that work with the, with the notes, that work with the chords, that work with the, with the, the groove, you know, and there are th certain artists that have done that for me over the years, you know, it started with even S Paul Simon, you know, the, his, his writing, and, and the Beatles, and Joni Mitchell, I mean, God, mm. 
uh, uh, the band, uh, Sting, Bruce Hornsby, uh, even the Grateful Dead had a major influence on me at one time. It was, it was not easy not playing like Jerry Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Larry Carlton, for getting me out of that. You especially know, Steve around Band, Burlington. Royal Scam album. Um, I'm sorry? I said especially around Burlington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, some friends invited me to do a Grateful Dead thing up in Jay. Uh, what's it called? August West, is it called? Yeah. I forget. August West. Uh, so I got to get all my Jerry licks. You know, John Mayer is playing? With oh, really? Guys? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So artists like that that are, uh, you know, little feet. Oh, God, the phrasing, you know, and uh, just the way they all work. And the grooves, you know, that, the groove and the way the bass and the kick drum work. It's, it's just all fascinating for me. And those are the things I want to hear. So it's very hard for me to like the three-chord songs. You know, mm. very, though there are some that are absolutely gorgeous. You know, like just off the top of my head, uh, you familiar with Vince Gill, Whenever You Come Around? Uh, I can't say I am. I should, uh, should look him up, though. <laughs> Face of an angel, pretty eyes that shine, and, and and the chorus is, I get weak in the knees, and I lose my breath. Oh, I try to speak, but the words won't come. I'm so scared to death. When you smile that smile, the world comes upside down. Whenever you come around, right? Whenever you smile that smile, the world comes up the world comes upside down. Whenever you come around, I get weak in the knees and I lose my <laughs> breath. I could never write lyrics like that. But it's gorgeous. And so, you know, yeah. I, I love that Ian was was Ian, a step played. step right there yeah, ahead of you. Uh, that was part of the wedding band <laughs> repertoire, so he knows it. He knows it. And that was so nice too, because you know when it came time for me to sub, they didn't have to do anything. I just came in and played. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. and that was what was so nice when uh, Robin asked me to do this. He said, you know, I remember towards the the later days of the wedding band, and I I distinctly remember going up to Robin and I said, you know. I know the band's not gigging that much, you know, it's kind of getting to the end. Have you thought about doing something? And he said, perhaps. And then I was lucky enough to get the call to do it with him. And, and it's been, it's been a blast, you know, a lot of songs that, I mean, he's written, like you said, nine albums. And we do, we do some off the, uh, you know, one of the first albums. There, there were some good tunes on it. Mm. That, that, you know, even a Latin tune. Uh, uh, that we uh, incorporated into the set list. Yeah. My, my, you know, my white boy sound. Right. <laughs> but I grew up in Washington Heights, you know, right. so I heard a lot. It certainly must have got some influence. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we've only got time for about one more song, but I'd love to know where you're gigging and if you want to plug anything uh, band-related or, uh, or personally related, please go um, ahead. We would, I mean, if you enjoyed hearing the band, please spread the word. Put it on your social media. It's you know it's difficult to uh, get people to come out, but put the good word in. Uh, uh, vote for us uh, in the seven days uh, contest so we can play Grand Points North. Mm. <laughs> you know? We're just trying to uh, get greater notoriety. Uh, just I think Jim was talking to these people before about how do you you know get get the word out there and how do you do all that stuff with no budget. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you... Uh, Not you, that you know... <laughs> <laughs> you come into Big Heavy World. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we're very grateful for, for you guys having us. This has been an absolute pleasure. I should have done it years ago. Oh, you've but been I didn't really have the vehicle. <laughs> so. Well, you've been fantastic. And uh, yeah, you guys are uh, very good musicians. Thank it's, you. Um, Hopefully you'll have us back. Oh, oh please. Oh, right. Thank you. So, all right. So we'll be at Red Square. Yeah, yes, no. <laughs> July. It's a Sunday. So there, you know, we've been playing usually Wednesday or Thursday. So we're like, we're getting closer to a weekend night. Right. <laughs> Nathaniel is letting us get closer and closer to a weekend night where we don't have to work the next morning. So Sunday, July 7th from 7 to 11. It's not, not past your bedtime. Come for the first set. And we'll be uh, in, uh, next in the area is uh, on tap in Essex on July 20th from 5 to 8. And uh, be out in Jericho, August 9th. But just, you can go to the site of the Robin Godfrey Band. We expect to see you at a gig, Tom. I'll be there, especially okay. Red Square. I love. I mean, if it's a nice evening and outside, there's a good band yeah, playing outside, yeah. Red Square. Outside, it's, yeah, yeah. It's sitting on Church Street with a nice cold beer, it's, you Absolutely. can't beat it. And Nathaniel does a great job with the sound. He, yeah, he's a pleasure to work with. Yeah, just support so, live music. If you do, you'll probably see me somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, in one of your uh, how many bands did you say you work with? Seven. Seven bands. Somewhere in that in that neighborhood, you know. <laughs> well, might be a little bloody. We can try it again. Which one? Try Walker? Yeah, well, I think that's a good idea, seeing as that's off the next record. I guess we'll try. I guess. And uh, please come in when the next record drops. Let us know and come in, Absolutely. and we'll uh, we'll promote that as well. Thank you. Thank mm. you very much. Well, no worries. Um, so this is a song that we we just learned a couple of weeks ago. So it may be slightly bloody. Um, <laughs> off the new album. This What's is, it about, Rob? This is called Wild Card. This is just a, a lark. Um, yeah. Okay. See if I remember the lyrics. <laughs> One, Be that you come along as I was giving it up. 
by the Robert Guthrie Band. Thank you guys so much for coming in. It's Thank been a real you, pleasure. Tom. Cheers, mate. <laughs> no worries. Anytime. Uh, check us out next week. We've got Bishop Lavely, uh, Bishop Levy coming in. Um, so that's going to be a good show. Um, and then also Thomas Gunn will be making an appearance. So uh, check us out next Wednesday, same time, same place, 8 o'clock, 105.9. Um, I've been your host, Tom Proctor, for this evening. Good night.